Hello and welcome to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. My name is Kelly Knight. I am your host and uh, the owner of Modern Mystic Shop. And today we have another super special guest. Her name is Adela Rafa, and I've known Adela for very, very, very many years. And Brandon and I and Adela all went through a similar training as part of our journey of transformation and the work that we've done. And a lot of it revolves around Gestalt therapy. And so Adela actually got a certification in NLP, neurolinguistic programming, and Gestalt therapy. And she's going to teach a class today about how to mind your body. Body to master your mind, which means how you can connect with your physical body, how you can sort of change your internal thought process and manage anxiety and stress and overwhelm by really connecting to your body as a tool to master your mind and offering what she does, which is gestalt therapy and see how your body responds to the way you think, you feel, you act, all of it. I have to say that Gestalt therapy has been such an amazing part of my transformation work and Brandon, my husband's transformation work. And we spent many years doing this sort of therapy in different configurations and in different ways. But your body never lies. Your body is sort of an antenna giving you all of the information that you will ever need. It is, in my opinion, one of our highest forms of intuition is the natural and intuitive messages that we get just by connecting to our body. And Adela is a masterful person when it comes to these tactic and techniques and working with people one-on-one and in groups to help them train and help them to really drop into and listen to their body. So without further ado, I introduce to you Adela Rafa, Mind Your Body, Master Your Mind. Good morning and welcome. So the title is Minding Your Body, Mastering Your Mind. However, either way works because they're all connected. So we're going to spend the next hour together, and I thought I'd spend just a few moments introducing myself, and then I'm going to check in with you, and then I'll do the topic, and then I'll leave about 10, 15 minutes towards the end um, for questions. Does that sound good? Okay. Nodding their heads, yes. Um, So your body was just speaking to me, saying, yes, you agree with me, right? So your your bodies are already communicating. Um, So my name is Adela Rafa, and you can find me on adelarafa.com. I help people make powerful, positive change. That's what I say I do. Um, And the modalities that I use in my practice is deeply rooted in Gestalt therapy, neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP for short, and mindfulness. I like to throw in a dash of intuition, um, a sprinkle of common sense, and um, a lot of reading body language, because what comes out of your mouth is not necessarily what your body is telling me. So if you want to learn more about me and my practice, Check me out online so I don't spend too much time talking about myself because I could and I won't. Um, So one of the things that I learned early on when I started working with people was to look at their bodies. The bodies give cues to what's going on internally, right? So I can look at your eyes. I can look at your postures. I can look at if you're agreeing with me or standing back. Those are all cues that the body do does naturally. Hi, come on in. And <clears throat> the reason for that is, here's something you can write down if you're taking notes or just note to self. The body is always in the present moment, always. The body doesn't wake up and say, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. The body is always here and now in the present moment. Our minds, however, are often in the past, filled with regret, shame, guilt. I shouldn't have done that. Gosh, what's wrong with me? You know, regret, guilt, shame. Or our minds are in the future, worried, anxious, afraid of the unknown, right? So very seldom is the mind right here, right now. That's when we have 
some of the topics that you wanted to hear about today. One I've been asking is anxiety. Why do I feel anxious? Anxiety doesn't live in the present moment. Anxiety is in the future. So if you want to be here and now, the best way to get there is using your breath. Breath is the bridge between the body and the mind. So you all know you have a body, yeah? <laughs> Obviously. You all know you have a mind, right? So wouldn't it be great if we could work both the body and the mind to our favor? Come on in. Hi. Um, I don't know if there's any seats available. If not, you can um, stand in the back or have a seat on the floor. Um, so the way I'd like to demonstrate that, if you will, are you open to demonstrations? Um, and I'll tell you, I'll go back to the modalities that I use, Gestalt therapy, NLP, and mindfulness. What those things have in common are their experientials. So I do a lot of experiences. So instead of just listening to me talk, you get to experience it yourself. And it's always in the present moment. All those modalities are about being here and now in the present. And it's also um, a holistic approach. It takes the whole person into account. So I'm going to um, do a little exercise that I, I, I get from this book. It's called The Pebble for Your Pocket. It's a mindfulness book by um, Thich Nhat Hanh, if you know who uh, the Zen monk is. He talks a lot about um, the body being the first home. Um, and he does a sweet meditation that um, focuses on the breath in, breathing in, and breathing out. And that's all you need to learn about meditation is breathing. Who here does meditate? Awesome, a lot of you do. So there's all kinds of different ways to meditate. There's guided meditation, there's music meditation, there's walking meditation, there is mindfulness meditation by just being present to what you do. You can do dishes and meditate. You can drive to work mindfully, right? <laughs> not meditative, but it can be a meditation. Everything you do can be a meditation practice, right? The key to meditation is noticing and being aware. That's it. And notice what you're doing, become aware of your breath, and the breath comes into your body. I saw this here, it says, remember the day you were born, it's a card, Remember the day you were born, best day ever. And guess how you started your life? With breath, with breath. Before crying, there was breath. Then there was crying. Um, but yes, breath. And, and, and when we leave this earth, how do we leave? Well, yeah, we exhale. It's an exhale. So breath is constant in our lives. So as long as you're breathing, you're alive. Okay, so. What I'd like for you to do is just to get comfortable, whether you're standing or sitting, just get comfortable in your seat. I'm gonna find just a little meditation in the book. It's called the breathing meditation. So get comfortable, and if you feel um, okay with closing your eyes, you may do so. And you can just follow my voice as I talk you through this little short exercise. Breathing in and out, that is mindfulness. First, practice being mindful of your breath. So inhale, say into yourself, I know I'm breathing in. And as you exhale, say to yourself, I know I'm breathing out. Then become aware and mindful of your body. As you inhale, I know I have a body. As you exhale, I am home in my body. 
Next, let's become aware of our mind. Breathing in, I have thoughts. Breathing out, I release my thoughts. Next, you come, become aware of everything around you. Breathing in, I have arrived in my body. Breathing out, I am home. Let's do that again. Breathing in, I have arrived in my body. Breathing out, I am home. And one last time. Breathing in, I have arrived in my body. Breathing out, I am home. And as you sit here, keep your eyes closed for a moment. What you're experiencing right now is the internal life, like the inside. I'm sure you can hear the noise outside of the store. Life is happening all around us. But in this moment, you are experiencing you. So take one moment and experience what it's like to be you right here and right now in this moment. Notice if there's any sensations that arise in your body, if there's any tension, any sensations anywhere. With your next exhale, invite them to release and let go. Feel your body supported in the chair or on the floor. Feel your breath entering your body and leaving the body. What is it like to be me? What am I aware of? And then we'll close with just saying thank you to your body and thank you to your mind for participating, for being present, for showing up, for being you. Thank you, body. Thank you, mind. And take one more deep breath. And when you feel ready to be back in the room, you can open your eyes and be here. What I'm aware of and I do this a lot. This is my practice of minding my body and mastering my mind. I check in. So if you see me pause or I don't say anything, it's not what I'm thinking about saying next. It's I'm checking in. 
and what I am aware of, this can give you maybe a little roadmap of how I do. So I thought I'd give you a little demonstration. So I always check in and the questions I ask myself is, what am I aware of? Those of you who know me, you know that I always say, what comes first? Awareness, right? Everything begins with awareness. Awareness of my body, awareness of my thoughts, awareness of any tensions or any sensations in my body. So that's what I check in with. If I'm stopped talking, I'm checking in. And what I am aware of right now is there is a, this beautiful, colorful audience in front of me. Um, so my mind is very busy taking everything in, processing, because that's what the mind wants to do. The mind wants to figure things out. The mind wants to um, categorize what's familiar, what's unfamiliar. What do I have to do next? What is there for me to understand? So that, and what, is this familiar from before? Where am I going next in the future? So I am aware that my mind is busy. I'm also aware that I have a lot of energy in my body. Hello, welcome. I have a lot of energy in my body and I can identify that as excitement. I feel very excited to be here. I feel very excited to share the topic. I'm excited to see some familiar faces. Um, I'm also excited to see a lot of people that I haven't met before that I wanna share. And you may see me talking with my hands. My hands, the body language of hands, is the hands either wanna give something or take something, right? It's giving, receiving. So when I talk, I wanna give you information and I'm aware of the time constraint. So my body is pushing me to like get to the point, give them something useful, right? So I can, I can hear my mind get to the point. Um, and my body is um, encouraging me because I'm excited. I'm also aware of my feet being very grounded in the earth because that's one of my tricks to stay present and be here is to stay in my body. Um, and when we leave our bodies, who here has ever experienced leaving their body? Yes, right? We leave our body because it's either too painful or we feel suffering or it's too risky or there's something. So it's safer to be elsewhere. So being in our bodies um, is important to be present because what did I say earlier? The body is always in the present moment. So being here now is important, and that's what I'm teaching. So knowing that I'm grounding, anchoring, if you will, my feet into the ground. That's why I didn't wear high heels today, because I'm closer to the ground, right? I'm feeling more solid as I'm sharing this information. So um, I was, I'm, um, I'm also aware that behind me, there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of sound, Maybe not noise, there's sound. Um, and it's easy to get swept up in, in, in um, the chaos, if you will, around us. I'm very aware that there's laughter. It would be easy for me to get distracted and check out and see what's so funny out there, right? And that's how we do. Like the, Whatever is happening here right now is how I show up everywhere. This is like the nucleus of what's happening out in the world. So I'm very aware that life is happening all around me. I'm choosing to be here and present with you. That's a choice. You know, a lot of times we have distractions that happen. Um, even if you're working on your computer, you're working on a job, you're doing the dishes, it's easy to get distracted by other things that's happening around you. So if you can be mindful, and be in your body, you can be present to what's in front of you. Does that make sense? Are you with me? Okay. So the, the, that's what I'm aware of right now. So I'm asking myself, what is it like to be me in this moment? What am I aware of in my body and in my mind? So with that awareness, what do I do with the awareness, right? With the awareness, uh, the, the next step after awareness is acceptance. Like I can accept that I'm here right now with you not out there, I'm here. And I can take um, the third step, which is action or decision or choice, right? So the first step is always awareness. What am I aware of in this moment? And then um, can I accept where I'm at? 
the second step is where we'll get into a lot of trouble. If we don't accept where we are in the moment, we get something that's called resistance. Who here knows about resistance? Right? Who here knows about fighting? Like, yes, fighting. Um, who here knows about denial? Right? Gosh, you're smart people. Right? <laughs> you all experience like how we resist something. We fight it. We don't want to be there. I don't accept it. Um, if we can sink into being here in the moment and accept this is what is right now, I don't have to like it. I don't have to want it. But if this is where I am right now, then I can move on to the third step, which is action, which is choice. I can do something to change where I'm at. But until you accept it, you're going to fight with the resistant. You're going to have, uh, you're going to resist, you're going to fight, you're going to deny, you're going to avoid. What do we do when we avoid and deny? We, we do something else. You know, we may watch TV, we may drink or use or uh, use food or drugs or um, read even, you know, uh, we can uh, escape, right? So accepting where we are right now can help us deal with whatever is going on in our lives more effectively. But listen to your bodies. Who here knows how to listen to their bodies? Who else? Eh, a little bit, okay. So one of the things that we talked about when I walked in here, um, and I met a, a young lady here last week, Jessica. Is Jessica here today? Um, yeah, <laughs> not that Jessica, another one. Um, she wanted to know about um, anxiety. And everybody I've talked to in the audience today uh, said they wanna know more about anxiety. So anxiety, um, who here has experienced anxiety? Wow. Just about everybody. Of course. Anxiety is a very common thing that we all experience. And you know why we experience it? Because we're not here and now. Anxiety lives in the future. Anxiety lives in the unknown. Anxiety lives in... Um, the mind telling us to be us to be afraid of something that is either um, scary, unfamiliar. Um, what else? Um, worrisome. We worry that gives us anxiety. The first time I experienced anxiety to the point where I had a panic attack when I was learning how to drive. I was out driving with my dad, which was anxiety causing by itself. <laughs> um, but we were in the, in a, in a mid, in a intersection, and um, it was my turn to do something, and I didn't know what to do, and it scared me. And I remember uh, my heart pounding really loud, and I was cold, and I was sweaty at the same time, and uh, I couldn't catch my breath, and my heart was pounding. Um, and then my dad was yelling, so that just increased everything. And we had to pull over. I, w I had such a bad panic attack um, that I could not drive home. And my, 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 I was shaking. My whole body was shaky. You experienced that? And um, it was my body telling me I wasn't ready to drive, right? I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready. Um, and also, I needed a, a different teacher. <laughs> so I signed up for driving school. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I have experienced panic attacks and anxiety myself, and um, every once in a while they show up, and I know anxiety is um, my body sending me a message, right? Um, but a lot of times what we do, we don't stop, we don't uh, settle, we don't um, uh, listen to what our body is communicating. We go into full panic mode like I did, like I had to pull over. Um, and it was, it's very scary and it's real. It, it feels like I'm about to die. Um, so um, what I've learned through my years with working with my body and my anxiety and um, just working with folks, it's to take a breath. The first thing to do when you have anxiety is to take a breath. And the second thing to do is actually make contact with your body to settle your nervous system. So my way of doing that is I, I take my hand and I put it somewhere in my body that feels uh, safe and nurturing and settling. Touch is one of the very first thing we, we got um, as babies, 
those of us who are lucky, we got touch. And touch settles the nervous system. You know when a, ba cry is baby, um, a baby is crying, if somebody picks up the baby and holds it, it settles, right? It's immediate almost. Um, and it's the same way with us. Just because we're grown people with big bodies, we still need touch, right? And if there's not a person around you who can touch you, um, touch yourself. Oh, great. <laughs> really, seriously, don't be afraid to touch yourself. There's a song written about it. Um, but really, we are so afraid to be in touch with ourselves. I mean, really, it's um, um, touching yourself is connecting to that part of you that needs settling, right? When I'm anxious, that part of me inside needs something. What is that something? For me, it's touch, right? And I know that about myself. I did not know that before, but I know that about myself. So when I'm anxious or when I'm nervous, I touch myself somewhere on my body. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop saying that. Um, but I do it on my chest. That's my comfort zone. That's where I'm, I know um, that settles my nervous system. So I encourage you to find the place on your, on your body um, to connect with yourself. Yes. Um, so breath first and then touch. Connection. It's connection. Connect to yourself and then ask, what do I need in this moment? Right? And if you don't know because you're still too much in the panic mode, um, drop into your senses. And the senses are what you see, what you smell, what you taste, what you feel, and what you hear. And you can even count. Count five things that I see right now four things that I hear, three things that I'm aware of in my body. What does it taste like in my mouth? What do I smell? The senses are there to help with your experience. The, the senses is our language of the experience that we're having. That's what our senses are doing. Our senses are in the aliveness, right? Just like the body is here now, the body's always present, our senses are sharing with us the experience that we're having right now. So if you can look around, see what you see, feel what you feel, hear what you hear, if you have a taste in your, mind, um, your mouth, taste it. If you can smell, I can smell, um, there is um, something diffusing, I believe, right? So I can smell. Um, so utilize your senses to your favor because they will help you get out of the mind that's saying, danger, danger, danger. When we have an anxiety attack or panic attack, it's our body going into fight or flight or freeze for some people, right? So if we can calm the nervous system and trick it a little bit by going into our senses, that, that helps you get you from where you are to the next step and then you go to the next step. Anxiety is um, one of those, uh, anxiety is actually an energy, like everything else is an energy. All the emotions and feelings that we experience are energetic, you know, it's information. If you can think of anxiety as information, it makes it, makes it slightly different than scary, right? So if um, if you can think about your anxiety when you experience it, like, oh, what information am I gathering right now? What is my body wanting to s tell me? Let me gather that information. Let me, let me check in with my senses. What do I see, feel, hear, taste, sense, right? And then that will give you kind of like a strategic plan of getting out of your anxiety. Um, and sometimes anxiety is a good thing to have. You know, back in the day, when we didn't have this advanced uh, communication way, of, way of, of living, we had to trust our intuition. And anxiety was a good thing. Oh, it's a sign of something dangerous, right? Um, so sometimes anxiety is, can be useful. Mastering 
the mind and the anxiety helps you be in, in I don't want to call it control, um, but be in awareness of it. Right? So awareness helps you understand that, okay, my body's sending me information. Let me learn my body's language so I can be a partner with my body. So this becomes familiar. When this happens again, I can identify it. I can understand it. Does that make sense to you? Are you with me? Okay, thank you. Um, so the mind then. The mind is a, a very wide topic and I would need more than an hour to talk to you about it. Um, but the mind is, um, the mind is like the computer in our bodies. The mind gathers information. The, the mind um, gathers knowledge. Uh, the mind is very curious and smart and tricky and uh, utilizing our mind for our benefit can help us in, in a lot of ways. We can store knowledge. I mean, my, it, having a good mind, clear mind is good when we're in school, when we're learning things, right? Um, so we, if we can clear our mind and have our mind work for us, partnering with our bodies, there's, there's no stopping you. Thank you for laughing. <laughs> uh, so while the, the mind has knowledge, the body has intelligence and a wisdom. That's how I like to think of it. My, my body has that innate intelligence while my mind has knowledge and smarts, right? Because it can store a lot of information. You do that with your mind. But the body has this innate intelligence um, that you can also draw from. And bringing the two together can make you really a healthy person. Um, and how you bring them together is how? Staying present and connecting them with breath. Yes, exactly, breath. Right. This is your body calling. <laughs> Say and breathe, right? So the intelligence that lives in the body is constant. Like, and, and you know because your body has a system that's independent of, of, of you trying to control it, right? You don't tell your heart to beat. Go ahead and beat, do it again. And again, and again, right? You don't do that. It does it automatically. Um, the same thing with the blood flow. The blood is flowing without you controlling how much and how often. You don't regulate it. It regulates itself. It has this intelligence on its, by itself. That's ongoing until the day we stop breathing, right? But that intelligence is there constantly, and it's there for you to tap into. Did you know you could do that? One person knows how to do that. That's one good for you. Yes, it's there for us to tap into all the time. So how do we tap into it? Would you like to know? Would that be useful information to you? Okay. Um, so tapping into our um, intelligence of the body is learning your own body language. Like you all have a unique body language that is unique to you. Right? When I work with, with clients, like I told you earlier, I look at their bodies. Their bodies are telling me things that they may or may not be aware of. So I might point out the obvious. I see you're nodding your head. Does that mean you are, you're with me, you understand? Yes, okay. That's how, you, that's how you communicate, I'm in agreement with you. Right? And sometimes when a person is nervous or not wanting to share. They might cross their arms around their body or holding their bodies or crossing their legs, right? So I can read their body language and I might state the obvious. I see you crossing your legs or, you know, sometimes we're nervous, the legs are shaky and tapping. I state the obvious. I, I call it as I see it. Um, even when people are checking out, you know, that glazed look, I may say, where did you go? 
right? I mean, you've all seen it, especially if you're in a relationship where you have children, that glazed look, right? Instead of saying, you're not listening to me, ask the person, where are you? Where did you go? Like, what happened? I'm really curious. I can see you're here physically, but not you're somewhere else, right? So, so if you can learn to look at a person and learn about your own self and how you work and how you communicate, I promise your life will be a lot richer because you don't have to wonder, like, what's wrong with me? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? Because um, you'll have that intelligence and knowledge combined. Oh, this is what happens when I do this, when I'm, when I'm bored, or when I'm hungry, and I'm checking out, or that's what my body's communicating. How do you know when you're hungry? We all have that same way of communicating. Our stomachs are growling, right? So the body is communicating to you not only when you're hungry, but when you're tired, when you, when you need something, when you want something. And what we do is we often want to fix it. We go into fixing the solution. But if you, if you go into a curiosity about it, it might give you some different information that you may not be aware of yet, that you haven't learned about how your body communicates. Like this week, for example, I was... Um, I was I was feeling not 100%. I got an uninvited cold that came to visit. And I thought, how, how appropriate is this? You know, I'm teaching minding the body, and here I am having to mind my body. And when I say mind the body, it's really paying attention to the body. So my body was giving me signals. It started in my head, and then it went to my sinuses, then it went to my throat, and I started coughing, and then it landed in my chest. Right? So rather than going to the doctors or going, which is, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor, please do. Um, but my way of, of approaching it is a holistic way. And I'm asking my body, what is it that my body needs? What do I need? So I needed to relax my mind. I was very busy in my head. Um, and then my sinuses, I was irritated. I had irritation. Somebody close to me, I was very irritated with. Um, and my throat, I wasn't quite speaking my truth. I wasn't quite speaking into my needs and what I needed. Um, and in my chest, I had, um, I had some unexpected worries and fears. I'm turning 50 and, uh, on Thursday. Thank you. And I, <laughs> I woke up the other day going, holy sh... I'm turning 50. What does that mean? What have I done in my life? That, you know, like the, the mind thing that happens. So that brought me some anxiety. Uh, and not really anxiety, but more like busy mind, busy thoughts. Am I where I need to be? That kind of thing. So I just decided to take several days this week to just nurture myself in my last week of 49. And... Uh, did a lot of writing and just paying attention to myself and my needs and doing like a long birthday celebration for myself, right? And today I feel a whole lot better and I feel in a better place. Um, but my invitation is this. When you are going through something, regardless what it is, become aware of the sensations in your body. Learn what they are telling you. And learning what they're telling you is about asking the question, right? So I go into my head and I say, oh, you feel very heavy. What's going on? Like, what's, what's, what's on your mind, head? Right? And I saw, oh, I'm thinking a lot. What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about the future. Oh, no wonder it hurts because the future is not here yet. I don't know what the next decade is going to look like. I have no idea. I only know what's here and now, right? And then when I was like, who am I irritated with? Well, I'm, I won't tell you, but. Um, and the irritation was because I had expectations. Well, guess what? When we have expectation, we set ourselves up for disappointments, right? So, okay, can I let go of those expectations and just accept the person where they are with what they have? They're doing the best they can. I'm doing the best I can. And 
you know, I'm not here to live up to anybody's expectations and you're not here to live up to anybody else's expectations, right? My throat. So was I speaking from a place of anger or was I speaking from a place of truth, right? Or was I afraid to speak up? No. Um, but maybe there was some, because I was irritated, maybe there was some anger involved. So how can I take care of me before I talk to the other person so it's not an attack and I can take responsibility for myself and my feelings, right? And the chest, the chest of being anxious about, you know, the big 5-0, making sure that the party is going to be a good one, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be what it's going to be. I have zero control. Can I let go of that and trust that life is in my favor? Can I trust that life is in my favor? Well, has it been so far? Yes. Like, that's, that's one of the things that I say to people all the time. Life has nothing against you. Life has no reason to have anything. Oh, you know what? I'm going to see what I can do to mess you up. No, life doesn't do that. Life is always in our favor. Always, always, even when it feels like not so good. Right? So um, that's what I wanted to say about that. So um, anxiety shows up in the body. I want to go back to anxiety for or any feelings, really. But since anxiety is a good one to, to tackle, anxiety can show up in the body in a variety of places. A lot of people feel anxiety in their chest. Right? Um, and we can be anxious for different reasons. But when it shows up in your chest, Next time you feel anxious, do this exercise. Um, when you feel anxious, notice where in the body anxiety shows up. Like, where do you feel anxious? So if it's in your chest, chances are that you're not trusting something about life because the lungs are um, where we take breath and when we feel anxious, the very first thing that usually disappears is our breath. We stop breathing, we hold our breath. And when we hold our breath, we're not in life. Right? We're not with life. We're not in the flow of life with the breath. The breath is flow of life. So when we hold our breaths, we're not open to life. We're closing it off. So what is it that you're not trusting in the moment? Um, when we feel anxiety in our guts, in our stomach, in the solar plexus, it's usually because it's a familiar feeling, it's unprocessed feelings, grief, old stuff, that um, have given us a lot of feelings that we haven't dealt with or expressed. So we have swallowed them and they live in the gut. So um, uh, looking at, you know, maybe when it's, uh, uh, you know, you feel anxiety going home to your family perhaps or dealing with something in relationship or um, something that brings back familiar feelings that has caused you stress in the past that lives in here. Um, some people feel anxiety in their shoulders, like, oh, it's just, I feel very heavy, right? Shoulders are usually where we carry our burdens, the burdens of life, the burdens of the job, the relationship, whatever, like the feelings, the emotions, and we feel like it's heavy, it's a burden, right? So um, it feels like a backpack, we're carrying something, right? So my recommendation is always, can you take off the backpack? Can you take off the burden and put it aside for a moment and see what else can show up? Even massaging your shoulders a little bit can help with the, with the tension and the pain so you can see what's there. So does this help you following the anxiety? Does anybody feel anxiety in anywhere else? Lower back, yeah, of course. Lower back, um, the back is about support um, because that's what's supporting us up, being upright. Um, so the lower back is often um, related to financial support. I'm not trusting my financial support. Like am I supporting myself, my children, my family? Is life supporting me financially? Usually, fi the finances show up in our lower back. Um, and all, all you can do in the moment is say, um, be here now, 
am I supported right in this moment? Chances are that you are. Um, chances are that when we feel the anxiety, again, is we're not present. So bringing, breathing, 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 breathing. Um, I am here, I am right now, I am safe. I'm, I am present to myself and my body. And I can, if I can clear my mind, I can figure out what I need to do to get more support for myself. Maybe I need to ask somebody for help. Wow, that's a new notion. Um, where else do we feel anxiety? Yes. Headaches. Headaches. Mm. Headaches, yes. Um, headaches. So based on what you've heard here today, what do you think headaches might say to you? Too much thinking, yes. Too much thinking. <laughs> Not in that head? Okay. So the head... Again, the head uh, is where that big, beautiful brain of ours live, right? So when we, when we have what I like to call too many mind, and I stole that from a movie, that line, um, The Last Samurai, uh, too many minds, he says, and it is. We have too many minds and we're our, um, that are usually in conflict, right? We have an inner conflict and we're thinking too many thoughts um, maybe we'll need to ask better questions, right? Um, a lot of times when we have a lot of thoughts, we go into judgment and criticism instead of loving, kindness, compassion. It's like, oh, I'm thinking a lot of thoughts. Let me see if I can write them down on a piece of paper and see what all my thoughts are really trying to communicate to me. And um, who is that thinking anyways, right? What is that voice I'm hearing? Like, what do they want to know? Um, and if it's oftentimes it, when it's criticism, it's uh, what's wrong with you? What's the matter with you? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Why aren't you doing this? You should be doing this, right? The, the critical mind. Does anybody here have a critical mind? Okay, just want to make sure I'm not the only one. Uh, so the critical mind is often a voice that you have heard somewhere else and you have internalized and made it your own. A lot of times when I ask my clients, like whose voice is that that you're hearing? Oh, it's mine. But you didn't come out with a critical voice when you were little, right? You didn't know to be critical of yourself. That's a learned behavior. That's a learned thinking pattern that we have from somebody else, either a parent or a grandparent or a teacher or a coach or a friend, or somebody that's important to us, and then we internalize that voice and make it our own. So if you ever hear the voices ask you what's wrong with you, what's the matter with you, why are you doing that way, that way, and not this way, and what's the matter with you? <laughs> Anybody have that voice? Right. Um, so w one of the ways that you can, you can, you can start to just sink into your breath and say, wow, that's a lot of thoughts I have going on. And that sounds like criticism. Like, what is your need to criticize me right now? Well, what would your answer be? And you ask yourself those type of questions like, oh, um, what would another compassionate response be? Yes. Another place of anxiety? Okay. In the womb, anxiety in the womb. That's a great question. Um, when do you experience anxiety in the womb? Let me start there. So um, anxiety can be at the time of the month. And uh, so that can be a little bit hormonal too. Because right? sometimes the hormones, they, they work with our body and brings up um, the unfamiliar, the, um, the time of the month too. And the time of the month, it's what is that? It's a release too, right? So it could be too that sometimes when we're resisting and we don't want to let go of something, that we feel um, anxiety. 
like it's a clinging and an attachment can lead to, um, to anxiety. The, the womb, though, you can look at, um, it's like a rebirth, right? Every month we go through um, and we can, we can be born again if we want to, right? So the womb holds a lot of creativity. Are you afraid of creating? Are you, you a painter? Get insecure about art. Well, voila, there you have it. So, um, <laughs> so our womb is, is our uh, point of creation. That's where we, you know, we feel the creation, <laughs> right? Um, so if you are worried and anxious about what you're creating next, right? That would make sense that we would feel it in your womb. So, so maybe you can ask some questions about, you know, what, what is the need for anxiety? Maybe the anxiety and the worry is your creative process, right? Maybe I, maybe I create more when I feel that anxiety and the angst, or, oh my God, I'm, I'm an artist and I'm suffering. Woo, here's my creation. I mean, that happens. I don't know if that's true for you. Yes, she's nodding her head, yes. Um, but learn to ask questions of what works for you, right? It's like, think about what is the womb? What is the place in your body? If you are a thinker, right? If you are a thinker and you have headaches, how can you spend more time thinking about things that are working for you, that are in your favor, right? You're going to spend time thinking anyways. We have more than tens of tens of thousands, there's between 12,000 and 70,000 thoughts every single day. And think about that for a minute. Not that I need to add another thought in your head. But we spend a lot of time thinking. We spend, and, and about 85% of those thoughts are actually not positive, they're negative. They're not productive thoughts, they're just thoughts. And the next day, 90% of the thoughts you're going to have the next day are the ones you had the day before. So more negative thoughts. So, being, so mastering your mind is becoming aware of the thoughts that you have so that you can perhaps change your mindset a little bit to be in your favor. So if you have a lot of thoughts that are critical, would, wouldn't it be beneficial to you to have a cheerleader there inside of your head and saying, you're doing so great. I love that you did that. You look super. Um, the way you said that was genius. I love that about you. Can you imagine having that in your head instead of what's the matter with you? <laughs> right? So, but that, you're gonna have thoughts anyways. Why not make them positive and strengthening and supportive of you? You can choose that. How do you choose that? Okay, so how you choose that is to become aware that you have thoughts. Meditate, mindfulness, silence. Uh, if you can spend some time every day quietly, and it doesn't have to be hours, it can just be moments. I'm a big fan of moments. Um, five minutes here, three minutes there, one minute here and make those moments aware and present and for yourself. Like, hello body, hello mind, I'm gonna sit here for a moment and just focus on my breath and I'm doing this for you because I love you. Thank you. Instead of, get up, get going, what's the matter with you? Go to the gym, you haven't been. Hey? <laughs> eh? It's good to have fans here. <laughs> and so choosing what we want to think, we can. Not all the time. I mean, we're going to have thoughts. Of course we're going to have thoughts. But you don't have to engage in the thoughts. Just like I told you earlier, I don't have to engage with what's going on behind me. Right? That's my choice. That's how the mind works. If I choose to be swept away and look behind me to see what's going on out there, then I'm not mindful and present. 
to what's going on here. And that's how the mind works too. I, I know it's going on, I can hear it, but I'm not engaging in it. So I'm gonna have thoughts that are not positive, that it's not in my favor. So what? I learned that and I really like that, so what? You can use it and question like, so what? So I have thoughts, they're not positive, so what? I don't have to believe them, I don't have to engage with them, I don't have to be imprisoned by them. So what, it's a thought, that's not me. I'm not my thoughts, I have thoughts. I have between 12,000 and 70,000 of them every single day, but I am not my thoughts. I'm not my body either. I have a body, my body works, I'm, my body d does things for me, but I am not my body either, right? Okay, so where are we? Where are we on time? Okay. Um, does anybody have any questions? Sure. Ooh. So the question is if I have any tips about anxiety in the eye areas. Yes, I do actually. Um, so what is it that I'm seeing that I don't like or what am I not willing to see? Can I see it in a different way? Do I need a new perspective? Is my perspective working for me or is my perspective causing me anxiety? It's pretty simple, right? I mean, when, when you hear me say it, it's like, duh, makes sense, oh, wow, so simple. But it's, it's, it's learning those little questions. It's learning those, um, sim I, I like simple. I can work with simple. It's not always easy. It's not easy, but it's, it's very simple and practical. I like simple, practical, um, because I can take it with me. Simplicity is profound. Simplicity is profound. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's something that you can keep in your pocket all the time. Like, oh, it's my eyes. What do I see in my eyes, right? It's in my chest. What's my heart feeling? Or my lungs? You know, it's my womb. What's, you know, my legs. Oh, my legs. What do my legs do? They move me in my future. They move me in the world. What am I afraid of? What am I not willing to move towards? Right? I'm feeling stuck. Who has ever felt stuck? Right? Like, duh. Everybody feels stuck in their, in their lives. Okay, so ask the questions. Like, you know, what do, what do I need to move one step forward? And is it moving towards something or do I want to move away from something? You know, what is the stuck? How do I feel stuck? And... I know I, I didn't get to movement back there, Jessica, or some, uh, not Jessica, but Jessica's friend, um, wanted um, to talk about movement. Um, sometimes when your mind is busy or you're feeling stuck, use, the, use your body as a tool to get you unstuck by movement, by moving, any movement. I, I use dance. I danced this morning um, because that kind of gets me... Uh, in my body and I feel alive in my body when I'm, when I'm using movement. So move, put on some music and, and, and dance or just groove um, because the mind and the body are always interconnected. Like what you do to your body affects the mind and vice versa. What you do to the mind affects the body. Like when you feel down and depressed, doesn't you, don't you feel that in your body? And when you move in your body, you're feeling great and you're loving the music, doesn't your mind follow? So they're not two separate things. They're interconnected. So do the dance with your mind and your body. Any final questions? No? Yes. Would hip pain also be kind of... The hip pain? Okay, so the question is hip pain. What about hip pain? Well, hips, for those of you who know yoga, right? Um, especially yin yoga, talks a lot about hip opening the hips, hip opening exercises, because in the hips, we have unresolved childhood 
issues or childhood uh, traumas. They live in the hips. One more question. What about feet and ankles? Feet and ankles. All right, we're going to go through the whole body. The feet and the ankles. But the, the feet is, um, is movement, right? So um, are you grounded to the earth? Are you feeling solid where you are? Are you happy with where you are in your life at this moment? Um, are you thinking about where to go next? I don't know, are you? Sometimes, right? And the ankles is what's holding, is the, it's the space between your feet that's grounding you to the earth and your legs, which is moving forward in, 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 in the world, right? So um, maybe a foot massage would be good for you. Like go to Happy Feet or something and get a good rub, you know? And see if, if, see if something comes up, right? All right, is that all we have time for today? All right, I want to thank you for your attention. I'll stay after a few moments if you have questions. Come say hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. Please subscribe to this podcast to get new content every Sunday. You can also follow us on Instagram at modernmystic underscore shop. Thank you so much, and we will see you next Sunday.